0: Welcome to the Wine After Work podcast. This is your host, Bryce Batts. I'm a career coach, mom of two girls, former college cheerleader, and current encourager of women. I'm so grateful you're here. It's my mission to help women break through the glass ceiling, rise up, and step into their greatness. Now grab a glass of wine and settle in. Today, I'm talking with Emily from Heights Digital Media. She owns the company with her husband and is a true champion for women. They both own multiple businesses and some of her current businesses I cannot wait to get involved with. She does a women's retreat. She does a leadership lab. I mean, she's got her hands in so many different things. She's hilarious to follow on TikTok and I cannot wait for you to hear what she has to say. Hey, Emily, welcome to the podcast. Yay, thanks, I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad (laughs) we got to connect. Um, You own Heights Digital Media and tell us how long you've been in business.
1: So we've been in business, my husband and I own it together. We've been doing it full-time since February, 2017. So we started about November, 2016 and it was on our goal list for 2017. In January, everyone writes their resolutions and we were like, we both wanna be full-time with our marketing company. And then one month later, He lost his job and we were like, okay, that was way sooner than we planned, (laughs) but let's do it. So it's been about four or five ish years now for us, which is wild. Well,
0: I love that you guys were on the same page with your goals. Like we're taking this full time. And then how did you navigate him leaving his job? And do you think that kind of, well, you said it propelled you into doing this full time sooner, but how'd you navigate, you know, the financial end of all that as well?
1: I mean, gosh, it, it was so, so, so tricky, especially because we have two kids and I don't know if there's a lot of moms who are listening to, but it's, it's different having like one person who works, works full time. And then you have that stability and then the other person self-employed, but when we both are, and we had really young kids at that time, there were so many times we had nothing. Like I remember one time someone dropped off groceries on our door mm. and we never found out who that was. Someone left a hundred bucks in an envelope on our front door. Another oh, door. So sweet! Like it still gives me chills to this day. We were just remembering yesterday. We randomly one time at target had somebody hand us a check for like 300 bucks because they said, God put it on their heart. And we didn't even oh know. My he
0: gosh. And
1: then yesterday it came full circle because we ran into that stranger at church and it was so that so, gives me chills. I know, I know. That's why. So it's funny you asked that because since yesterday we've just been like reliving all of that and remembering mm-hmm. it, and um, it's been really hard. But you just hustle, and like every real entrepreneur, you're used to doing that. Uh, so you just have to hustle a little harder when it's both of you.
0: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I think you know, obviously you don't want to be put in that situation, but not having a safety net and knowing there's no Plan B, this has to work. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Oh, totally. Make it work.
0: We didn't have a safety net. And so,
1: like, we didn't have a huge savings built up. I know a lot of people say that. And in hindsight, obviously, you don't know when you're going to lose a job. But I think if someone is thinking about starting a business, I say, you know, do your research and I'm all for it. It's better if you have savings in your bank and you can rely on that at least, like, have some, you know, things to protect yourself. I think it makes your life a lot easier when you're Mm -hmm. trying to build a business. So, in hindsight, I wish we had had that, but we're very much like fast decision makers. And usually that always works out in our favor. And then sometimes we fall on our face and that's normal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you fell forward. And I think, like you said, it's good to have some savings or some sort of cushion there because it can be so stressful in the first couple of years. I mean, you've been doing it five, six years now. So I know they say typically the first five years are the hardest and if you can make it past that then you're golden. Would you agree or do you still feel like you're struggling with some of those same things? Um, I totally
1: agree with that. I think that the struggle becomes different. So uh, my husband and I were just talking about that this morning. It used to be that the struggle was like building a client base um, and selling people on that stuff and your services. And then now we have 14 employees. The struggle is more so leadership, um, managing wow. different personalities trying to keep 14 different people. And then we have four more that work from home. So 18 people trying to keep them inspired and motivated and answering emails and communicating is our struggles just different, but financially, yes, it's so much easier years later, but I mean, there's so many things I wish in hindsight I had figured out differently. I think it's always good for people to have a mentor. Like if you're going to go full in with your business and be a true entrepreneur, have a mentor or someone who's where you want to be. and really, really pour into that. You got to have someone on your side. I feel like that's a teammate and that will give you an unbiased opinion. That's outside of work that you can say, whatever you want to outside of your family. I really wish I had had that. And I think that's really hard to come across. I don't know a lot of people that are like, you know, multimillionaires that are just willing to mentor, you know what I mean?
0: yeah because everybody's so busy but i agree you need like a business coach or a therapist or a mentor or all of the above who can help you you know because you're making decisions daily it reminds me of parenting in a way especially during covid like you have so many decisions to make and none of them are easy and you're doing research and trying to make the best decision possible for your family for your employees so stepping into more of a leadership role, how did you and your husband prepare yourselves for that? And, you know, how do you get to that place? Uh, you read
1: books, you listen to podcasts, you find people yes. who are doing it really well. Um, it depends on the personality type. I'm, um, I'm very much, uh, I want to figure it out along the way um, myself. And I, I think teachability is key for every Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Cause I think some entrepreneurs, we get a little bit hot headed. Like I know what I'm doing. I know my business, I can figure this out. And then there's not really much of a teachability. Um, And so I wish that I had like in the beginning, not that we had people saying, I want to mentor you left and right. I wish I did. Um, But I wish I had been more willing to seek out other people in my industry that were a lot farther along. Now we did find, uh, randomly another marketing company in a different state. I happened to find them on social media and they looked like they were a lot farther along than us. And so one time I sent them a Facebook message and I was like, they're probably never going to respond. And I just basically said, Hey, here's where my husband and I are at. It's just us. We have contractors. I would love to just pick your owner's brain for an hour. And the guy responded immediately and said, absolutely. And I talked to him for an hour on the phone. And it was such a breath of fresh air that I had someone that I didn't even know. And I could just say, here are all of my struggles. What the heck did you do? And he gave me so much advice. I never forgot that one, one hour long conversation I had years ago. And now I think when you're farther along, you have to keep that going for others. you got to find young women who are entrepreneurs that are starting out and help them, you know, keep that going. Cause there's, that's kind of a lost art. I think now people aren't really asking for help. Everybody's busy, um, sharing their opinions online and no one really wants to learn or be teachable anymore.
0: Yeah, I think that's um, a really good point. You said you have to be teachable and it sounds like you have to be humble yeah. to ask for help. And then you have to take the initiative like you did and seek someone out who can help you and can answer those questions. Yeah. So I think that's really smart for anybody to do, because like you said, mentors aren't just falling out of the sky as much as we wish they were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're not. Um, so finding there's a good support systems on Facebook. I think there's a bunch of Facebook groups that are awesome. Yeah. Um, I love those groups that are just for women talk to them. And then in the beginning, I went to so many networking events, you know, and then I found so many people that were doing well in different industries and just found a support group of friends who were entrepreneurs. And so you got to It's just like parenting, right? It takes a village to raise mm-hmm. kids. It, it takes a freaking village to run a business at the same time too. And you're going to burn if you try and do it all totally on your own and keep it in your head and not ask for help. It's, I don't think it's sustainable at all. You have to have help.
0: No, I totally agree. A sport group is key. I just rejoined this women's group and we're already sharing like great books to read and all of those things. It's so helpful. I Um, I know this isn't your only business. You and your husband have other businesses. So tell me how you manage all of that and juggle it.
1: Well, one of my businesses. So the second one I do is called the girl boss getaway. And so that grew because before I was in marketing, well, I've really always done marketing before that I was in an MLM. We all have our opinions about MLMs. but I was actually really, really
0: successful with it. I can really develop a person's sales abilities and developing as a leader. I am not a hater of MLMs. I've done them myself. I agree.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I learned so much from being in that for about a year and a half. So I had the free car. I think I had a few hundred people I recruited to the team. So I, I learned a lot about sales. Um so when I was in that MLM one of the big things is you go on these conferences and these girls trips right and you get super inspired and that was like my favorite part was the girls trips and then when I wasn't in the MLM I was like oh okay I'm, I don't have any girls trips anymore and so I thought yeah. what if I got some like one person per industry and from all over the country, and who's who were really, really good at what they do. And we just rented a house and spent a weekend together and just did some training and bonded with each other and just shared struggles with each other without having to worry about like a competitor sitting next to you. Um, so I started the girl boss getaway. And I put that on Facebook and hundreds of people would start applying to it. And so now, uh, actually, next week, I go to Scott still arizona for five days and so four of those five days are all different women from different states who oh really it's so thrilling. cool it's so i want to go on a girl getaway.
0: <laughs> when's the next one
1: i love it i do it every march and september it's just twice okay. a year so i cater all the meals like it's included we have a pool in the backyard we go oh. hiking and wine tastings and it's so fun so that really was just born out of like i just want to hang out with girls that are sharing in the struggles with me and that are fun and we can just like let loose because sometimes I find when you own a business, I don't ever mentally check out unless I literally physically remove myself from that. Right. My That's the only time for some reason.
0: Yeah, so- that sounds amazing. <laughs> Sign me up for that. Is there a Facebook group or how how do people find out more about that?
1: Yeah. So Girl Boss Getaway on Facebook and Instagram. The site's actually about to be launched next week too. So cool. and you can just go there and watch the videos and the photos and um, all that sort of stuff. So
0: yeah, you saw a need for it. And then a business grew out of that. And I love that. Most great businesses are started. Yeah. So then
1: why not just add on more businesses? So my husband and I just kept, I don't know, we just kept finding different needs and then kept, you know, finding ways to fill those needs. And, um, so I run a leadership mastermind. So everybody that comes every other Monday to my office, uh, it's a couple dozen people at the most. It's, I don't allow it to get bigger than that. We go through books and everybody is super, super well-established. So um, like one of my friends, it's, it's insane. Her business does $18 million a month. A month, which is insane.
0: I thought you were gonna say here and I'm just blown
1: over. (laughs) Yeah, a month. So they do COVID testing and they build a government for it. And so she's obviously just and before that, she's has multiple medical billing um, businesses as well. So she's always done well. But the leadership mastermind is for women who are doing really well, really collaborating with other women who are on the same playing field as them. So we go through books, we talk about different struggles. We're no longer building businesses. Now we're mentoring other people. Now we're, we're focused on leadership, focused on our balance between our personal lives and running these huge companies.
0: Sustaining and maintaining a business is harder than building one.
1: It all comes back to support systems for me. Everything comes back to having just a good support system, you know,
0: that's awesome. And then your husband's doing lots of things as well. Yeah, he's a pro streamer.
1: He's a pro gamer. So um, he's a YouTube streamer. He does that. He has sponsorships. He travels to play um, games for people and just make appearances. He's partnered with other companies. So he has to travel to different states and make some videos with them. And then um, he sells merch. So he's got a whole bunch of things as well. So when we come home from our business, he has to work then again from about 7 p.m. to midnight as well and do that. It's a lot, but um,
0: you guys love it, obviously. <laughs> we love it. And then when I say it out loud, I'm like, are we crazy? We might be crazy. <laughs> I think it's a good amount of crazy. You got to be like a little bit crazy to even start a business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. You do have to be crazy. And then you got to be crazy to like start more and keep going yeah. business and not give up. You got to be crazy to like really stick with it when it gets hard, too, you know?
0: Yep. So I want to hear everything that Heights Digital Media covers. And I know last time we talked, we were talking about um, content creation and because no matter what business you're in, you have to do that. So, and I'm sure you guys can alleviate some of that for people. That's the whole point of your business, but tell me about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So like we do the main pillars of marketing that really all work together. So websites, social media, which includes ads and also management, content creation and videos. So websites, videos and social media are really the main pillars of marketing. It's no longer like guerrilla marketing, you know, flyers and all, postcards, it's no longer that. Um, and so under each umbrella, we offer different things like under websites, we do a full site design, but also SEO. So you rank number one on Google. Um, so most of our clients are about medium sized companies. Um, they're usually all doing minimum 5 million a year. Um, and so we see them once or twice a month and we work with everybody in the us so we'll we will we will go to texas california we've even gone to resorts in the dominican republic and make content for hotels and um, we'll spend usually a half a day with them depending on the size of their business and what we're getting and we'll create all their content um, for the next year really we'll get the photos the videos everything build out their site so they're usually too busy to have to deal with that, but they're not quite huge enough to have a whole marketing department. So we become a mm-hmm. marketing department for less than, if you found one employee who's full-time and paid them 50,000, they would really still have to outsource someone who knows SEO, someone who is a videographer, someone who can do the photos, that one right. employee can't do that. So they pay us less than that. And then we work with them we for 10, all of 12 it. months and we take care of it,
0: yeah. That's
1: awesome. So we love it. It's fun. We're content creators, but going on the behind the scenes of businesses, you see so many errors. And it's amazing to me um, how no one really has any idea what they're doing. <laughs> funny. No one has it together. Which so, like specifically talking to women. Gosh, when I go behind like female owned businesses and spend time with their leadership team and their owner, I'm like, oh my goodness, you guys, everybody kind of has the same belief system. So I wrote down like three things I thought if I could tell women anything about content creation and growing a brand for themselves, what would I tell them? So the first thing I said oh. to stop overthinking like women, okay. are, we are such overthinkers. So like everybody knows a woman that's like, I'm going to make a video on Instagram. And then they film that video 12 times. And you're like, girl, you looked the same in all 12 videos. You, you sound- <laughs> And who has
0: time for that?
1: I know. So we all know someone who does it. So women just overthink mm-hmm. and get paralyzed. And then they're, they just end up not doing it. So I watch people all day long. And then they think when they film that video hundred times, Oh, I didn't say that right. So my general rule of thumb is: film a video two times and then cut yourself off. I don't. Oh, care that's good. I don't care if you don't like the way you look. I don't care if you don't like what you said. You can add if you feel like you really missed something you should have said. Add it in the caption, or mm-hmm. better yet, make other videos down the road to further explain it. That just gives yeah. you more content. So I oh, say- that's
0: such a good rule of thumb. Two times, okay? Because okay. I was coaching a client recently. And she labels herself a perfectionist. We did the Enneagram for work tests. She's a one. And I'm like, I get it. You're an idealist. You want everything to be perfect. But yeah. then when you start using that perfectionism as procrastination, that's when, you know, you're just planning to delay ever actually doing anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You end up not putting anything out there at all because you want to look like you have it all together. But content is so forgivable though. forgivable in uh, the beginning. Like if you have a million followers, all right, now we need to, you know, come up with a different strategy and it needs to look a little different, but if you really have a few hundred followers or a few thousand followers right now, it's so forgivable. People like to follow journeys of people watching their content, get better, watch the people get big, bigger. They love that. So I think stop just overthinking it and tell yourself I have two times. If I hate it, I don't care. I'm going to post
0: it anyway. That's good, and I read that a lot of people, I, you know, watchers, viewers, they identify with people who are not perfect. They want to see people who mess up and make mistakes. So I think that takes a lot of the pressure off. You know.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Social media has become um, obviously we all hear everybody's highlight reel, but it's not. It's so inauthentic now. So I think people are right now. In fact, literally, we have data for our clients that we pull to prove when they start doing perfect photos. So like we have in-house photographers, when their aesthetic looks perfect, we actually, what's interesting, noticed that their engagement went down a little bit because it was inauthentic to people. And then we realized with a restaurant client of ours, he's on food network. And we were there the other day and we were talking with him and he said, he had someone come into his restaurant and they said, yeah, we noticed you were working with a marketing company a few months ago. His feed was looking phenomenal. most people are like, I need the perfect feed, but that client or the customer didn't think it was authentic anymore. So we started to do not as perfect of a feed and it looks beautiful, but you can tell not everything is a professional photographer. Some of it's him behind the scenes with his family, some selfies with customers and people liked that so much better. And his engagement skyrocketed because it was authentic now to people.
0: So, so it's just, interesting.
1: Yeah. So I think just who cares if it's messy, whatever, just start moving. It's so much easier to adjust when you're actually moving. You can't adjust when you're just standing still.
0: Yes, exactly. All right. So don't overthink it. Yep. Give yourself two times and just post it. Put yourself up.
1: <laughs> all right the second thing I put is um paralysis analysis so you don't this is the opposite the person who doesn't um so someone ends up overthinking it and then someone actually doesn't post anything enough because um you ever heard of um what is that there's like the oh, my husband hates when I give this example but um like the little man syndrome you know the guy who like drives the big truck but he's actually yes. a guy. Um, there's gotta be a better example that I can they're give.
0: overcompensating.
1: You're overcompensating. Um, so I find that women end up getting paralyzed because they're too busy comparing to somebody else. They think this girl's in my industry and she knows so much more than I do. Um, so I can't talk about it. I deal with that all the time still too. It's like the imposter syndrome. Yes,
0: Exactly. Um, yeah,
1: and I have so many friends who do the same thing. They always just think this other girl who knows marketing knows way more than me. so i I can't say anything because I don't know enough. Um, so I think instead of being over analyzing and being paralyzed because of it, um, honestly that because people think they're not creative creative enough, I think that's just such a limiting belief system for women. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's kind of sad if you really think about it because everybody is different. Everybody has different strengths. So if you're too paralyzed and comparing yourself too much, you're really not going to grow or get where you want to be if you're not trying something different. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Everybody is unique. As you said, everyone has something to give. You know, I think everyone has a gift that they need to share with the world. And just because, you know, there's a million career coaches I'm not going to be the same as someone else. Totally. You know, you're not going to be the same in marketing as as another digital marketer. You know, it's just sharing your unique gifts with the world. And I think when you're trying something new, it's so easy to fall victim to imposter syndrome. I know I did it, you know, I'd been recruiting for 15 years. And then when I got certified as a career coach and started putting myself out there like that, You know, I tried to keep my head down, stay in my own lane, but then when I would look at other people, I would have those same thoughts. Well, why would someone come to me? This person's doing it better. This person's already in the AEC industry and they've been doing this for this long. It's like, you just have to stay focused and not look at what everybody else is doing.
1: Yeah. Nobody ever did anything great that just stayed in their own lane. Nobody ever, ever went out of the box that was too scared to open their mouth, you know?
0: Yeah. You don't grow if you don't try new things. And if you're not willing to put yourself out there, you're going to say stagnant. You're not going to grow.
1: Yep. So I think don't be overly critical of yourself and then stop comparing the comparison game is so huge for women. Um, and so what I recommend for that is for you to follow someone in your industry, that's doing things really well. Someone you admire. I don't think there's any shame in that. Um, if you follow, I follow people who are in marketing that I'm impressed with. And I'm like, okay, just like I said earlier, if you have a mentor and you reach out to them and they're farther along, just follow someone on social media, whose content you like, they don't necessarily yeah. have to be in the same industry, but get inspiration from there.
0: And you, you can know? collaborate with them. One of those people I look to, who was doing coaching in the AEC industry, she reached out to me randomly. And then we started talking and, you know, have collaborated since. It just brings the walls down when you actually start talking to the other person.
1: Yeah. Not competition. I think it's just women tend to be, they, they are scared that if I reach out to her, she's either not going to answer or it's competitive. And I answer my DMS all the time. And I'm always up for collaboration. And I love when people have the guts to ask me for it. I love that. I'm like, good for you. Like the other day I had a girl come in my office who was going door to door selling cleaning products that she made herself. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. You You had the guts to do that. And so of course we bought cleaning products from her. Cause I was so impressed that she was willing to do that. So if she had been scared, there's anybody could go to target and buy a cleaning product. Then she would never have done it, but she came in my door and she ended up making a sale because she didn't compare herself and she had the guts to do it. And I love that. I totally respect people like that. So just follow people in your industry or in a different industry that you're super inspired by. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, and also practice makes perfect. Um, so mm-hmm. instead of thinking you need to sound perfect on social media before you do anything, just practice, you know, just keep making things. And um, like you said, fail forward, but just start moving and making things. So. Um, it'll just get easier and easier. So then the the last thing that I thought was really important was for people to be intentional with their content. Um, so I think people are, again, overthinking and they're staying frozen, but I want people to be intentional about what they post. I think that's important instead of just throwing up. So what I see, instead of throwing up any sort of photo, any sort of caption, um, there's real really no strategy behind that. So I find that people are like, well, crap, I have to post on my Facebook and Instagram today. So they find a photo and they toss together a caption and yes. it's a checklist. Okay. Yeah. I did it, but there's just zero um, structure or intentionality about that. So I think even when you're making a piece of content, think through the lens of what would my client type in Google? Because the whole idea of the way to grow fastest on social media is if you're creating content around what's searchable. Mm. So making YouTube videos, YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world next to Google and Google owns YouTube. Literally everything on Google is searchable. So when you're titling it, I see all the time, like, um, a lot of realtors will do this. They'll put the address of the house, um, as the title of their YouTube video, nobody except for uh-huh. me, you 15 people and your, you know, family are going to find that house, but no one is, no one else is searching for that. So yeah, that's, that's a good tip. Search, search Searchable, like clickable. Yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Well, like you said, thinking through the lens of your customer too. I find as well, people will want to just check the box. And when I'm coaching people who are working on their personal branding and we're trying to get them more visible on LinkedIn, I'm like, you know, create uh, some time to, to come up with your content, to create that batch content. But don't just, like you're saying, Throw up a bo- uh, a post to check the box. So you know yeah. it's Monday, so motivational Monday post or my <laughs> gosh. Know, whatever it may be.
1: One more motivational Monday post. Oh, that's that's another thing too. Like stop using. Everybody relies so heavily on hashtags now.
0: I was gonna say I'm so guilty of using the hashtags. So.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know what we to we do. do it. Yeah, <laughs> we all do it. It's just easy, and we're busy, so we're like, let's. It's just easier. Yeah. I totally get that. That's why I think you have to be intentional and create your content ahead of time. So you're not like rushing through it yeah. and you these pointless things. If a hashtag has over probably 500,000 uses, don't bother using it. You're just going to drown in the ocean.
0: Oh, that's good to know. Okay.
1: Well, they there you know, motivational Monday probably has hundreds of <laughs> millions of uses. Like you no one's finding me from this, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think just be intentional about it. The trick about growing on social media is just to make things that are, um, trending and searchable and talk about things you really want to talk about. You know, your messaging needs to be clear. Who are you you talking to a customer? You B2C or you B2B like be clear about who your messaging is toward. And that's tough because, um, that's really difficult. If you're building a business brand versus a personal brand, those are very, very, very different.
0: Right. And do you think with the business brand you know in the beginning you're still figuring things out so you think your avatar is one person and then maybe it pivots so then your messaging pivots or are you trying to just get super clear before you even start posting
1: no i think it's okay to adjust um like our messaging is different than what it was five years ago uh it's very different but you everybody needs to build both brands you ultimately have to build a brand business and also yourself individually um, Cause you know, yourself, you're not going anywhere. A business could unfortunately go somewhere. Yeah. Um, so you have to build it around you and that widens your stream and your reach a whole lot more than one business, but it can change over the years. Um, as long as you're thinking about, like you said, your avatar, who on earth are you trying to reach? Because mm-hmm. like for us, Instagram is never going to be our best platform because people who are usually 40 to 60 are who we work with, they okay. don't care about Instagram. So we put it on there. It's fun for us. And we put a bunch of portfolio stuff and we like it. So we post it on there, but it's never going to be our number one platform. Facebook is because that age group is on Facebook. Um, So you're
0: probably not using TikTok then, if you're talking 40 to 60-year-olds.
1: No, we love TikTok because we like it internally. so
0: fun. (laughs) We
1: don't get customers from it. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. We don't get customers from it, but we love it. I have, I think, maybe 12,000 on my personal one. Oh, my gosh. for fun. It's kind of my little, like, creative. I have to go
0: follow you now. (laughs) It's kind of embarrassing stuff, but that's okay. I think it's just so fun and funny though. I mean, yeah. I have a almost 12 year old, so she loves it. Oh yeah. And I, I see videos that I want to make and I'm like, no, tell me again, how to do nope. this. She's like, mom, <laughs> I've told all you do is this. I'm like, you can't just tell me that. I'm yeah. like, I need like a tutorial yeah. on how to put this together.
1: It's tough. I mean, the two guys that sit next to me at work, one of them has 60,000. The other one has 38,000. Oh my gosh. And they, They put fun stuff on there for the heck of it. I think our business one has maybe 10,000 and we throw it up there. We don't get customers from it. We do, which is funny, get a lot of job applications from there. Oh, wow. um, They love this. We'll get Instagram messages all the time. I saw your stuff on TikTok and it was really funny and I want to work there. Um, So that's kind of fun. It's a different approach. Yeah. It tells about your
0: culture. I think Yeah, you guys are, you like to have fun. Yeah. So
1: different platforms serve different purposes, but like have fun with it. People are just so focused on, I have to make money for my social media. I have to have thousands of followers. And those will all come as long as you're saying things you actually care about. Cause we can smell that from a mile away. If you don't even believe Mm -hmm. in what you're saying and you're throwing stuff up there, people know it. It's written all over it. You know, my friends will call me out. They'll tell me if my posts are not in line with what my messaging is. Like if I'm trying to, uh, on Instagram, reach a business versus like, it's just Emily. It's just things I care about. Uh, like if I go to the spa, for example, and I post something on my Instagram, my friends will put in our group chat, like that made no sense. It wasn't a business related thing. It throws your whole thing off and I love it. They know me. And oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. God. Those are but, good friends that can call you out or call you up on yeah, what you're doing. Totally. That's awesome. So have
1: got to have a support system, a good network of people that will help you, but Overall, I think women are just so hard on themselves and um, we all are, and we're really all just trying to make it on social media and with our businesses, not even necessarily well on social media a lot, but really with our businesses, we all just want to make it and we all want new clients and we want to get to our Mm -hmm. goals, but um, we're just so hard on ourselves along the way. And it's okay to learn. It's okay to be gentle and easy on yourself no one has it fully figured out, but the only way you're going to learn is if you at least start trying things and not get stuck in overthinking it, just get comfortable,
0: you know? And I honestly think consistency trumps talent every time, you know, when it comes to social media or just building your business or anything, you know, just be consistent, keep showing up. Yeah. Yeah. People will recognize that.
1: Yeah. And, and try different things that are maybe outside of your comfort zone. Like if I go to the gym, I'm not only doing arm day every single day for the next two years. Okay. Now my arms are jacked, but like <laughs> my legs are insanely weak. My cardio sucks. You know, it's just like in your business. You don't just, I
0: met the- men like that. I'm I like, know. Oh, work
1: your lower body. <laughs> <laughs> please, please squat. Do a squat. <laughs> It's the oh, same thing. Gosh. We all just try one thing and we're like, please, like, let this work, let this work. And some people try it for years and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many businesses uh, we go into that are like, yeah, I've been running this ad in a magazine for the last six years. I'm like, okay, well, oh, what are you wow. pay you for that? And they're like, well, I paid a couple
0: thousand and I think I've gotten a couple. So like, oh, come on, uh, So try different things. And I think business owners are busy running their business. And like you said, they don't have a marketing team or someone like yourself that they're working with. They're just, you know, they almost forget about it. It's like, oh, I'm just paying for this ad or I'm paying for this, even though it's not working. So I think you have to reassess all the time. That's clearly what's working, what's not.
1: Yeah. I, that's so true. Mm -hmm. I always tell people quarterly, let's take a look. And like we send our clients quarterly analytics too, for that exact reason, here's exactly what happened. Here's what people like the most. And here's where we're going, but it's, especially with social media changing all the time, what you did, like even last year is very different. TikTok last year was so easy to grow on and it's actually becoming really saturated right now. And it's very ad heavy now So it's actually gone downhill a lot. But last year we were like, come on, business owners, please get on there. And this year it's like, well, you know, I don't don't say don't get on there, but you kind of miss the peak of that. Yeah. But just try it anyways, you know?
0: And don't you think you have to find your niche too? Like I have a friend I met through another group um, through business and she does career coaching and for tech and she was just sharing like funny stuff, but also you know, stories and tips and things. And she had a following of like 70,000 people last year. She's like, I don't know. I just got on there and started teaching people. And yeah. you know, obviously she was creating value, but she found a good niche and, and stay there. She wasn't like posting cat videos. you know?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. A niche helps so, so much. It's some industries is so much harder to find a niche, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I get that. It's really difficult. And sometimes you kind of have to be in business for you know, a year or so to know who your niche is and have a little bit more information. But um, one of our clients last year, she was a relationship coach. So she only worked with married couples and she would do these fun little things on Instagram that were like a 60 second sex tip. And she only did it maybe a couple times. And uh, I was like, you need to put this on TikTok. It's not doing well on Instagram, but it's a good spot for TikTok. And she did. And the very first, I said, let me have these videos. I'm not even going to charge you for it. Like, I want to prove the concept to you. So give me these videos. And I came up with like a dozen topics. Here's a quick question. Answer me in 60 seconds or less. And I sent her the doc. She sat down, which was great. She took an hour and a half. She filmed them all right off the bat. I love clients like that. She sent it right back to me. And then her very first hit video, you can see, is at 5.7 million views. Oh, my gosh. Literally within a month, she blew up. She has 100,000 followers now. She got interviewed by Yahoo News. And she oh, was incredible. it. incredible. Like, I know. She was like, I don't think people will care for it. I'm like, no, trust me. Just like, listen to me. Yeah. And she blew up for it. Now she sells a whole bunch of courses on intimacy and marriages. And she's killing it. And it's Good so fun. Her. So that's I love awesome. watching that kind of stuff, but at least she was willing to let somebody like try it and not hold it, you know, cause that's, yeah. a that's an interesting niche to be willing to put on social media. Like you gotta be brave to put that on. Yeah, there. you do.
0: To give sex tips online.
1: <laughs> yeah. No you way. gotta be brave. <laughs>
0: Oh, you shared so much good stuff. So tell us where we can find you, how we can work with you and all those good things. And I personally, I want to be part of your leadership team one or my group one day and your girl boss get away.
1: I know. Oh, I need a vacation. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so my Instagram is emilylovesbusiness. My TikTok is the same thing. Um, Facebook, it, it my name on there is Emily Brown Sheffield. Brown's my maiden name, but you can find me on there. I love talking to people all the time on there. My DMs are always open. If anybody ever has questions about marketing or wants to brainstorm with me, I could talk about it all day long. So I'm always happy to answer things. But um our business stuff says heights digital everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. It's just heights digital. Um, my husband is six eight. I'm 5'11. Oh. So- hence height. um that was okay my- <laughs> why not build a brand off of it right
0: <laughs> i love that that's awesome well thank uh, you yeah. yeah thank you so much for your time you're a I wealth know. of knowledge i feel like we could talk for hours so we I might know. have to have a part two at some point
1: yes i love it well thanks for having me and for trusting me to talk with your audience i appreciate that
0: of course i appreciate it so much and i'll leave all the uh links in the show notes thank you emily Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back here next week and make sure to share the episode with a friend that would enjoy the conversation we just had. Also join the Wine After Work Facebook group to connect with other like-minded women.